Welcome to the last episode of the Mental Health Podcast. Unfortunately, like I said, this is the last one. This is number 10 in the series. Um, I feel like I've covered quite a lot of um, subjects with quite a lot of guests. And this one, I won't be joined by a guest. This will just be my own sort of recollection of everything that we've discussed. I'll bring up the main points. Um, We're going to listen to some of the I don't know, I, I think some of the helpful advice that some of our guests have given, and again, that doesn't necessarily mean that the clips that I've chosen are better, it just means that I feel like it's more applicable for a larger audience. Um, I thought firstly, what would be quite nice, as this is a bit of a recap episode, would actually be to look at the demographics and the statistics for everyone who has tuned in and listened. So in terms of uh, geography... We have 82% of our listeners come from the UK, uh, big up the UK, um, 5% from the US, 3% from the Netherlands, 1% from Portugal, 1% from New Zealand. Um, all these following percentages are less than 1%, but again, um, it's just brilliant to see such a range of countries. So we have uh, New Zealand, Canada, Mexico, Spain, Kenya, Germany, Hong Kong, Sweden, South Africa, Philippines, Malaysia, Argentina, Argentina, there we go, um, Australia, Denmark, Romania, Italy and Indonesia. So really good range there. And I guess when I was making this season, I really did want to make it a international podcast as much as possible. I know we focus on men's mental health, but it's so good to see that so many of you guys from, like I said, like around the world are listening because mental health affects us all equally and it holds no bias, you know. Um, certain groups are affected um, worse off, you know, if certain demographics are affected a lot more than others. But at the end of the day, all of us suffer from some form of mental health at some point in our life. I think it's interesting to note as well what platforms um, I guess you guys are listening on. So 86% on Spotify, clear favourite there. We know where your allegiance lies. Um, 5% on Anchor, uh, 4% on Apple Podcasts and then 5% on Other, which is interesting because I don't know where. (laughs) I don't know where the Other would come come in from, but yeah, there we go. Um, And then in terms of age, so... 80%, around 80% are 18 to 22. Um, We have around 20% in the 23 to 27 category. Actually, wait, no, my maths is so wrong here. So, um, yeah, no, sorry, it's about 70%, I'd say, because I'm working off the graph, so it's not giving me the specific values. Um, Okay, here we go. So, yeah, 70%, 18 to 22. 9%, 23 to 27. 7% 7% 29 to 34, 4% 35 to 44, and 7% 45 to 59. And then for 60 plus, we have 1%, which is great. That's great to see. 
Um, again, the range of ages here. I mean, zero to 17 years, years old, we have 2%. <laughs> so um, obviously, uh, as a student, I did cater this, I guess, more towards a student, young adult audience, because I feel like we are affected a lot by mental health. Um, when compared to some other age categories, for example, um, but again, it's so good to see that range. Uh, in terms of the gender, um, so we have male 71%, female 27%, um, not specified 3%. So again, there, it's very interesting to see that the majority of the audience are male. Again, that's great. This is a men's mental health podcast, but we've also got a decent amount of, of, of you know, women listening in. Um and that's really good to see because when creating this, I really wanted to make it universal again. Um, if you're a woman, you're not discounted from, you know, mental health. You're not discounted from, again, actually, if there's any men around you who are really struggling, um, hopefully this podcast has given you ways to support them and to understand how the male brain is affected by mental health and why that could make it more difficult for men to go through mental health Um a mental health experience than it could for a woman, for example, in in a similar situation. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to go through some really boring statistics there. Um, but yeah, again, just a big thank you for everyone who's listening in. Um, we're actually going to go on and listen to a, like I said before, a few clips from previous interviews, um, previous guests that I've had on, and I think I'm just going to basically conclude this season. Uh, let you all know what's going to happen in the next season and just go through over some of the highlights I guess um so yeah sorry if this episode is a little bit more boring a little bit more dull um but I thought it would be a nice one to end on so the first clip we're going to listen to was from the first episode so um the introduction of Mind and Matter uh, which is still available on Spotify and all other streaming platforms um if you want to go and listen to it uh, my guest was Christos, who's a really good friend. Um, I've known him through secondary school, um, sixth form. And yeah, he joined me to talk about just men's mental health in general, the state of men's mental health. And he was approaching it from a sort of economics background, um, a finance, um, <laughs> I said that a bit French, bit of a French flair there. Um, I was going to say financial, but yeah, from, from, I guess from a financial corporate background, because he's really into um like economics and investing and things like that so yeah we're just going to listen um and then i'm going to give my thoughts afterwards so here goes it's a really good question it's a tough question and like you know i've told you this before but you know uh, like i think one of the problem with economists we like to spot problems we don't like to give solutions so when you when you ask for a solution it's really tough to think of that <laughs> but uh, you know personally speaking i, I think we, we've talked about this it's not just a top-down issue like like the government, and, you know, it's so important for them to invest in the NHS unit that deals with these matters. But it's also a very bottom up issue. And like the the thing that can be most helpful to someone that's really suffering mental health, as like, say, so I've experienced, and I think you've experienced, as you were mentioning before, is really having um, a really deep connection and, and friendship and relationship with someone that you can then open up to. And so I think, you know, how do you kind of foster that? How does the government foster that? I think they do it through awareness. They increase awareness and they can, you know, simply use, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, you know, nudge theory kind of tactics and where essentially you use commercials, you use different kind of 
visuals and and like kind of um, nudges throughout someone's life to, to really make them aware of say an issue that might be there for example i think you were talking to me about on snapchat like with the lockdown there's these like pair of eyes they, they have like one of the adverts and they say you know are you social distancing um and you know say if they have something similar to that but which says you know is kind of making people aware of the red flags that may some of those some of their friends might be showing and if you're aware of that then when you're having that conversation, that one-on-one conversation with a friend and you notice something and you decide to bring it up and, and ask about their experiences and they, they start to avoid that and they start to feel uncomfortable, then maybe you can see there might be a problem and, and you can actually help them. You can become that trusted friend and open up to them. And then Definitely, you can just see yeah. the positives that can lead to, you know. So yeah, I, I don't know what you think. What, what, what's your kind of take on that? Yeah, so as you can see, there's some really interesting, interesting points raised. Um, I think the reason I include this one was because obviously Christos mentions the nudge technique. Um, and in terms of governments and institutions battling men's mental health, um, I do think that techniques such as that, which are effective and can be rolled out for a large audience, they're so needed. And um, it's really, I felt like um, having that insight um, into things that can actually be done in a really practical way by big organisations. That was really interesting. And I know, obviously, it would be very easy to look at that and be like, well, how does that impact me? I'm just a little individual. I'm not, you know, leading the communications department for the government. But at the end of the day, it's important to be aware of those things. You know, if we want to if we want to gauge how well the government is responding to men's mental health and issues such as that, we need to know about the 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 practical signs i guess so um like like christos mentioned um the advertising we've seen for covid which is very personable is staring you in the face you know those two eyes and they're saying are you social distancing um are you wearing a mask very imperative you know aiming very much at the person looking at the poster or snapchat ad so Yeah, basically what he was saying there, um, to expand on his point further, was maybe we should use a similar technique for men's mental health. Maybe we should target um, the sites that young male students are using. So Snapchat, for example, Instagram, um, and actually have ads on there which are not pointing the finger necessarily, but saying to the the person watching, have you checked in on your friends? Have you you talked to your mates about their mental health? Things like that. and and at the minute there isn't enough of that i haven't seen that personally um anywhere and i feel like for an issue which let's be honest mental health is a lot bigger than covid um mental health has been with us from the beginning of time it'll be with us right until the end and just looking at the plain figures of suicides every year uh, mental health related deaths in terms of burnout um in terms of stress overworking it vastly outnumbers COVID deaths. And I, yeah, I have to say, I feel like it's a very pressing issue and um, the, the government's not paying enough attention to it. So I just thought I'd bring up that little snippet. Um, if you haven't managed to listen to it again, this would be a great, um, I guess this would just, this is just a really good occasion to listen to um, one of our guests speaking about something that is, you know, close to his heart and something that he feels would help um and yeah i think just again to give a bit of background um because i think at this point it'd be good to just say like where the inspiration for this season 
of the mental health podcast actually came from. Um, so yeah, I'd literally um, live my life just not even thinking about mental health. I'd seen it, talked about it occasionally. I didn't talk to my friends about it at all. Um, in all honesty, I lived a very happy, sort of stable life, I guess. Um, there was no tragedies or traumatic events. And yeah, it was only until COVID. Um, it was only until, as I've mentioned in some of the XY, um, in, in the XY episode, and there will be another one coming up actually after this as a bonus episode. Um, it's only really since, you know, my toxic relationship and everything involved with, um, I guess, a long time after that with, with sort of um, COVID and, and and all the anxiety brought up by that, it's only since then that I've really become passionate about men's mental health. Um, and I mean, you can do a few Google searches, it's still a very under-researched subject, but it, you know, I mean, this, the statistics don't lie. Um, I don't have to cite these ones because I've mentioned them in earlier episodes, but um, 75% of suicides, for example, are male. That's a quite a big one that's used quite a lot, but it's an important one. Um, and again, it's not saying that we don't care about the the other, you know, 25%. It's what it's saying is that that's a significant number and we need to look at why it's skewed in that direction, like what's happening that's causing men to commit suicide a lot more regularly than, than women, for example. Um, so, yeah, I think after that I was just like, well, how how can I try a way to get it out there, get the word out and just try and raise awareness and, you know, encourage try and encourage other people to do the same. And I thought, like, a podcast would be the best idea. Um, and what I would say for anyone listening, if you do want to start a podcast, it is so easy. Um, and I think actually, yeah, like it literally to set up this whole podcast, this whole season literally took me five minutes. Um, if you get an app called Anchor, it's available on the, uh, on the app store for iPhone, for iOS. Not too sure about Android, unfortunately. Um, I'm very much in the iOS gang, you know, got a Mac and in the, in the Apple ecosphere. Um, but yeah, like I would recommend look up anchor and that's spelt like you know like an, the anchor of a ship for example um it's free uh you you can literally use your phone to record you can use your laptop any sort of handheld or um you know any any kind of device really um or smartphone and basically when you record your um podcast episode on anchor it will then transfer onto all the major podcasting platforms so apple um Google, Spotify, for example. So it's it's really nice and easy way of getting your podcast out there. And by the way, just to make it clear that this is not an ad, I just want to be really open and and help other people who want to, you know, want to release their own podcast because it's been such a healing experience for me. It's been really insightful listening to all of my guests' experiences and you know it's been it's it's honestly been really enjoyable um and i hope that for people who have listened as well that you know it's been enjoyable for you guys um too uh, but yeah if you do want any more information on that uh like i said i'm always happy to um i'm always happy to you know provide that um but yeah the the long and short of it is get anchor <laughs> 
um, and it's pretty self-explanatory from there. Um, you can record with friends and things like that. So yeah, if, if there's a... And I think actually, yeah, in terms of practical steps for how to get into podcasting, um, choose something you're really passionate about and that you have experience in. Choose something that you can talk about and you know that other people around you are ready to talk about it too. And thirdly, make sure you've got a dynamic uh, um, sort of cover scheme, I guess, because I think branding and things do come into it quite a lot. But at the end of the day, the main focus is going to be on your content. So you just need to make sure you've got guests coming on who, um, like I said, have some really you know, interesting life experiences that they can share and that they're really behind um, the cause that you're podcasting for effectively. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't want to ramble on or anything, but I would recommend anyone listening, if you've got a passion, honestly, just start podcast, just start, you know, just go for it. There's no better time than now. We're all still a, sort of locked up. So, <laughs> you know, there's no better time than now. Um, I was just going to say on the last point of the the video, the the, the, um, the, the thing that we've just listened to, um, featuring you know Christos uh, Christos's and I my own uh, conversation about men's mental health um I think yeah that episode was really well received and um it did seem like there was a lot of interaction there um so yeah I think again like I, that wasn't why I chose that one particularly I just thought it was very practical very clear um and it was a really good commentary of of how the government and institutions can better help men and the general population with their men with their mental health. Um, secondly, there was one last one that I wanted to just go through, and that was my conversation with Rob. So, uh, Rob, he's involved in a lot of things. If you li- if you listen to the, it's uh, episode three, I think, and it's on addiction, um, and it should be called just one more, please, or you know something along those lines. I'm awful with remembering things, but. Um, yeah, you'll find it would be episode three of the Mental Health Podcast. Um, we'll, he does a whole range of things. Um, and, you know, he, he says, he, he listens more in the introduction, very, very talented. And um, it was a really interesting discussion we had on addiction and how addiction can be a very clear sign and symptom of deeper mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, insecurity, um, self-esteem issues identity issues and 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 you know a whole host a whole host of things um so yeah we're just going to listen to what rob has had to say um towards the end of our discussion um and then i'm gonna give some of my own comments i guess after that so yeah um i hope you enjoy definitely massively and i think what a lot of this leads to is um something that i've actually been having a lot of thoughts about recently uh, all to do with the fact of how we perceive mental health right now and what we're doing to help uh, people's mental health right now. Because saying back in the day or a long time ago, it would be very much right. 
someone's feeling a bit crap let's go down the pub and have a few pints and you'll forget about it and and now people are so confused why there are so many more people that are coming up and saying i i am struggling with this mental illness and i i'm i have depression or i have this i have that or I have an addiction whatever it is and people are confused by why is that rising and why aren't we taking control of it and a lot of it is is because people are now being more open and so the solution to go forward with that is to treat it like it uh, as it is it is an illness it is something that affects all of us and it's something that especially with addiction it will affect you quite detrimentally and so we need to go forward in supporting one another having an infrastructure across the uk nationwide that is able to support people and help people because something i've learned massively with my mental health journey even at a young age is that resilience is something that is very key for you to pick up but the only way that people pick up resilience really well is from experiences so everyone who is going through this pandemic right now is picking up this power of resilience which will help them for the future but on the back of that you need to be able to have techniques you need to be able to have ways of getting out of that spiral that you can get into with mental health illnesses and disorders and so it, it's something massively with the infra infrastructure that we have that things need to change and education needs to change and people being taught how to use mindfulness, use meditation, use different techniques, as I've said, to try and get out of tough situations that everybody goes through in our lives. And and kind of on the note of what you were saying just quickly of um, talking about people's perspective and and I think, yeah, it's it's good that we shouldn't scare monger people. But there are so many moments of where I have thought about what about if I was working and I lost all of my money, I lost my house, I lost everything. So practically, I'm homeless. You've got to put yourself in those shoes sometimes because that can happen. That is a possibility. Yes, for some people, it may be very unlikely. But it's a possibility for everyone. And I think that is where sometimes social media has its downfall. And certainly it is not what social media was designed for. But, yeah, I think they're kind of my finishing thoughts in my head around this. And I think everyone going forward, we need to learn how to tackle addiction and we need to learn how to make it more of an open thing and how to educate uh, people from even the young ages of a five year old all the way to now um, someone who is retired. Again, yeah, really interesting um, part of the discussion there, actually. Uh, I think the first main thing to pick out uh, was that, yeah, it was very interesting when when Rob was describing how, you know, back in the day, um, back, you know, tr traditionally, people just go to the pub and um, I, I guess there's two sides to this, but if, if someone was feeling down, they'd just go to the pub and... and you know, drown their sorrows. And on one hand, that's a really good way uh, in terms of the social aspect, in terms of mixing with people, that's a really good way of helping yourself heal um, from, from mental health, talking to people about it. And, and the pub is a great place to do that. But if you're leaning on things like alcohol and other addictions as, as a crutch, um, it really impedes your healing process and can stretch it out. And I've definitely felt in the past for my own uh, mental health issues, if I've ever tried to rely on, on a substance or a thing, and a substance can be food, um, genuinely it can be 
even sort of soft drinks, even something like, you know, something that, that brings you short-term comfort. Um, I know I've joked before, but I, there are, I'm, I really do like uh, normal uh, Coca-Cola, you know. I say normal, we call them, so you've got Diet Coke and then Fat Coke. That's in my family what we refer to it as. But um, there were days in the summer when um, I'd have five or six cans a day and then I'd realise at the end of the day, I'd just be like, oh dear, that's it's probably not great in the long term. Um, I think there's like 12 blocks of sugar in a Coke can, so... Yeah, you know, you do the maths, but it's not great. Um, but yeah, it was just really interesting, sort of seeing that seeing that dynamic um, portrayed really well um, by by Rob. Um, and I, I think something else actually as well that he mentioned towards the end of that recording there was a uh, yeah, any of us at any point can fall into financial ruin. Um, that is a unfortunately a side effect of capitalism. It's a side effect of greed, and it's a side effect of living in a corporate globalized world. Um, none of us are exempt from tragedy and bad things. Ha- bad things happening. Pardon me. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really sort of it was really well put there um, by Rob when he was saying it can happen to any of us. Um, mental health bouts of mental health and things like depression and even more serious matters like self-harm and 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 suicide attempts um they can befall any of us um if if a bad chain of events occur and for me i was definitely uh, i mentioned this in one of the xy uh, episodes uh for me i was someone who would never even consider something like depression or self-harm but like I said, if a bad chain of events happen, um, you can be pushed to do things that you'd never normally do. Your whole personality can switch and change. And that, again, is why I think it's so important that we do carry on talking about men's mental health. I know for sure that even when this series ends, um, when this season ends, I'll still be posting things online, talking to friends about about mental health, always trying to be there to check in with people, um, as well as focusing on my own mental health cause. It's not just ten episodes long. The fight for 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 more awareness. It's it's a it's a constant thing that we need to consistently um, work towards, I guess. And yeah, from both those guests that I had on, I think it was clear that um, if you <laughs> if you ask anyone, like people are full of so much insight and 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 so many varied and diverse opinions. Um, that all you need to do is just talk to them. And and I know it's difficult. I know, again, this is not the time to meet new people, meet new friends and, and form new relationships. But um, I, I definitely still think there's scope there to, even with um, pre-existing friendships and, and relationships, there's so much scope there to bring in these topics of conversation. Um, and I think... The, the main goal for me is as 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 the one to have you know come up with this idea and try to present it in in the best way possible in the clearest way possible to help you know any of our listeners the main goal for me was to encourage people again to 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 talk to other people about mental health and to almost spread the word um to direct them to resources they think will be helpful to impart their own knowledge um to use science and evidence and research to back up um, practices in 
avoiding, um, you know, negative mental health. Um, and yeah, I mean, if, if one person has listened to this and, and they've implemented strategies discussed by our guests and it's helped, then it's done its job. Um, at the end of the day, I don't, I, I know it's quite a big statement, but I genuinely couldn't care less whether we got one viewer, sort of one viewer who really connected with the content and really took something away or whether we got 100,000 viewers and, and none of them really listened or took anything away that helped them. I mean, I would much prefer to have that one viewer who can actually implement practical changes into their life and really help themselves in the long-term fight against deteriorating mental health. Um, so, yeah, I think just for the last probably five or ten minutes of this of this episode and this season... I think I was just going to lay out the future plans for what's going to happen to the Mental Health podcast moving forward. Um, so one of the reasons I decided in the end to um, do this last episode um, sort of solo, I guess, was because one of the next personal projects that I'm working on um, is the of Mind and Matter uh, Mental Health Anthology. So it will contain poetry from a range of students, spoken word artists, um, as well as some really, really nice illustrations. Um, and the whole idea um, of this anthology is firstly to raise money for Mind UK and Samaritans. Um, and it, it, although it's not fully decided yet, um, to basically to raise money for mental health charities. Uh, because I mean, my, I myself in the past, I've received help from um, Samaritans, for example, and from private counsellors, and the uh, like. I can't, I can't overstate how much you know it helped at the time, and yeah, just how I, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but how grateful I am for the work that all those volunteers did in just giving me that boost in the really low moment that I needed to build a foundation on and then move forward with in the long term. Um, so yeah, like I said, all the poems are going to be relevant to men mental health and all the themes and motifs, uh, motifs associated with mental health, such as, you know, the disorders themselves, so BPD, um, bipolar, schizophrenia, as well as um, other more general issues such as depression, anxiety, stress. Um, so yeah, that'll be out hopefully on all online bookstores. I'm self-publishing and independently publishing, which as you can imagine has been an absolute nightmare um, because I don't have an editor or someone publishing for me. But, you know, it's all part of the fun. It's all part of the, fun. It's all part of the journey. Um so yeah, that should be out on all platforms. It'll be called Of Mind and Matter. Um, and like I said, I'm going to try and make it as cheap as possible. Uh, there's a helpline page in there for anyone who needs it. And like I've said before, if anyone needs a copy and thinks it will generally help your mental health, um, there'll be details. There should be details in the description um, for how you can contact me and just let me know and, and you, you I'll make sure you get a free copy because at the end of the day I'm not getting any money or, or profit from this book um, like I said a lot of time and energy has gone into it from a lot of people and the end goal 
it's again not it's not to make money i mean i'd love to raise as many donations for the charities as possible but that almost is a secondary goal and the the primary initial goal is to is for it to act as a resource and and a resource and 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 something that if you're suffering with mental health you can read and see that other people are also suffering and um i think in one of the most recent episodes i think it would have been episode 8 myself and uh, nicholas discussed nicholas being one of the poets who's who's in the book as well as you know a good friend um and we actually discuss creativity and how that can be used to improve mental health so again yeah i'd recommend it sorry for the self plug but i guess that's what a lot of these podcast episodes were leading up to um i think obviously before the next season i am going to ha- i'm going to reflect on on sort of the structure of this season um there probably won't be a new season for another few months um i think I mean, although I've learned a lot and this has been a really great personal healing process, I think there are still a few things um, for my own mental health in terms of burnout and stress and things that I need to work on before committing to a full run of another 10 episodes, if you see what I mean. Um, but like I said, in, in a week or two weeks' time, still need, still need to decide, I will be um, releasing a unreleased episode of the XY relationship um podcast um in the initial episode which again is available on all podcasting platforms um under the mental health podcast name i guess um the the initial episode i talked about my own experience of being in a toxic relationship and how that affected my own mental health and in this second episode christos rejoins me um to talk about what it's like to be a friend of someone who's going through a toxic relationship um so he just provides some pointers um his own experiences where he thinks perhaps you know in a way he could have been more diligent um it's just a very honest uh, very candid discussion about men's mental health and how other people can affect your mental health i guess um in a negative way so yeah, again, thank you for everyone who listened. Um I I apologize if this episode was a bit dry, not what you're expecting, but again, I just really like the idea of interacting with people who are listening, and I thought a great way to do that would be to relive um some of the stats and some of the um practical, really practical and applicable moments from the first season so again actually i'd like to say thanks so much to all the guests who joined me um quite a lot of quite a lot of them were called up last notice because my timetabling was awful and my um punctuation everything was awful um but yeah like i I really think the guests have made the content what it is and the amount of insight i've received um and the amount of diversity in in the guests experiences has been incredible so if there are any guests listening in thanks so much and yeah for everyone who listened um thank you for listening i will be back with another season at some point but again i don't know what the form of that's going to look like um but yeah i really hope some of this has helped and I'd encourage everyone, anyone listening who is really, you know, interested in men's mental health or just mental health in general, um, if you want to share your opinion about it, honestly, start a podcast. It's a, it's a great way to do it. And don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about how many people are watching, 
what my estimated audience and unique listeners, what, what those stats are. At the end of the day, again, if you're helping one person's life, that's someone's whole life, you know, and it's a ripple effect because their friends and family are going to be affected by their loved one's mental health. And if you can give someone else advice that helps them restructure their life, you know, heal maybe after a traumatic experience, um, even just to let them know there's someone else out there who's been through what they've been through, it honestly, it can it can help so much so i'll just recommend anyone out there who's thinking about it sort of on the fence go and do it i have no regrets it didn't actually really take up you know much of my time it's just producing the content and and when you're being really open and talk about mental health it can it can drain you a little bit um but in terms of time constraints and everything it's not been it's not been too bad so yeah again thank you for everyone listening and i hope you're all well until the next episode and make sure keep talking to your friends keep supporting them and you know it's it's tough times for everyone so just be there for each other but yeah thank you and bye-bye